0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network
1: G'day, I'm Derek Hanna and welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every single week. Now, it's just me, although I'm going to be joined by a guest in a second. Uh, We are continuing in a series talking to church planners, 10 years, 5 years, and today, one year on. So I'll introduce you to our guest very, very soon, but just to say before we start that, this podcast is brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also proudly part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network, and we would encourage you to check out our new network page on iTunes. See all the other quality Christian podcasts that are available there. But for now, you have press play on another episode of The One Thing, One Year Into Planting. All right, Rick Zilstra up at Aura Church uh, on the Sunshine Coast in Brisbane. Great to have you on The One Thing, mate. Yeah, good to be here, buddy. Now, give us a super brief history of uh, Aura. You guys started, well, you started 12 months ago. Uh, Talks about how it got planted, what's been happening.
0: Yeah, uh, so Aura is probably the, the southernmost most, most suburb of Sunshine Coast, just next to Caloundra. Um Great, beautiful place. New city going in. Uh, Stockland's putting together a master plan city. Aimed to grow to fifty thousand. There's about five ish thousand people there now. Uh, 18 months ago, we launched Aura Church, uh, a very creative name, but it, it's been great because it, we, we've become, I guess, the, the Christian face of the community, uh, and so we, we launched back in June last year, and yeah, God's been blessing us ever since.
1: Talk us about some of the, the highlights. What the, what's been the, the best part of that kind of 18 months of planning?
0: Oh, best part... Does it have to be the best or can it be some of the good things?
1: <laughs> I'll give you a few of them. You get a few of Give me
0: a few. Oh, good, good. Uh, I think just having a sending church that's been really supportive, that's been fantastic. They, they set us up to, yeah, just go out and that's been a blessing. Um, just seeing something you've visualised for so long, that's been incredible, uh, just seeing that come together. I was in the building game before coming into ministry uh, and, a lot of similarities there. You, you kind of design it in your head, then you draw it, then you build it and you stand back and go, wow. Uh, it's been a bit like that, just seeing Aura Church get off the ground. We, we dreamt about it for a long time. We, we prayed hard, did a lot of legwork. But now just seeing that there's a church here in this community and uh, it, it's going well and super grateful for that. Uh, seeing non-believers become Christian, that, that's got to be the highlight. Uh, we've had a couple of guys like that. Uh, had one lady who'd been away from Christ for years and years and years and she, she turned back and massive sacrifice to do that, but she's going great. So just seeing God working, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and I guess last one, if you give me four, uh, just see, seeing a team come together. People are working hard and I'm so grateful for the, the team there that, that's working with me at Aura.
1: Have you sensed, just as a quick side point, have you sensed a different um, approach for people who've been joining or in how they see church, where they've been coming from other churches, uh, have, have people seen this as a missional opportunity or, um, yeah, how have people approached joining that team?
0: Yeah, uh, I guess there's been a whole spectrum. There's no one sort of group that's been coming. Uh, some people just looking for a, a church for the first time, Uh, others seeing what's going on online in the digital space and going, Hey, there's something happening there. We want to be a part of that because when we planted, there was no other church in the community. Um, And even now there's only one other little church there. Uh, So so people have that real sense of purpose. If we plug in here, we can, we can work hard and, and accomplish something. So we've had people get coming on board from a range of different backgrounds and we've got families and individuals and, uh, certainly, the key demographic is families, which is a representation of the Aura community. Uh, so, real good mix.
1: Now, talk to us about planning's hard work. Uh, talk to talk to us about some of the the things that have been hard over the last not just eighteen months as you've planned, but even before that, leading up to launch
0: none of it's been hard, mate. It's been a walk in the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're paying me to say. Hey, everyone should plant a church.
1: <laughs> well, no, everyone should plant a church in Queensland. It's easy up here. It's easy up it's here.
0: It's up here. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, actually, the opposite of that, the whole thing's been hard work. Um, the first 18 months, it's just been lots and lots of hard yakka. Uh, There's all the logistical stuff each week and we meet in a school hall. So big setup, big pack down, lots of work there. Uh, All the relational stuff. Um, We're doing a pretty good job at that, I think. But there's a lot of work going into getting people to stick around for morning tea, organising social events, having coffees with newcomers, big relational investment. Uh, There's the evangelistic stuff. Uh, like like all churches I think this year we've been shaken up by COVID and we had lots of really good plans at the start of the year and they all got nuked so we had to come up with a bunch of new things to do there and there's all the pastoral stuff COVID's been hard on people emotionally Uh, so there's no one thing that's been really hard it's just hard work planning a church Uh, chatting to someone last week actually and they said hey how you going and I said, yeah, good. How are you really going? And I said, actually, I'm really tired, but I'm really happy. So that's a good summary of the first 18 months. I think we're a bit tired, but really thankful for what God's doing. So the hard thing is just hard work.
1: Mm, it is. Can I dig into for you and Rachel, your wife? Um, yeah. There is a, you've been in ministry for a long time. Yeah. Um, did you, were there particular challenges for planting that you guys found as a family uh, when you went and did this that you hadn't experienced in other types of ministry?
0: Yeah, good question. Um, I reckon well, one of the things that struck me is that planting a church has got a huge potential just to occupy your thoughts Day and night, and so I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, or a church, and then wake up at 2 a.m. sometimes, and I'm thinking, or a church, and even on my day off, I'm kind of shouldn't be, but I'm thinking, or a church. Uh, maybe it's my personality, but just during this chapter, the planning chapter of my ministry, I reckon I found it uh, a lot harder to compartmentalise than in previous ministry chapters. Uh, that the on switch is kind of stuck on if that makes sense. Uh, and on one hand, I'm okay with that because I love my job, but on the other hand, I know it's, it's a huge sacrifice for Rach and the kids. And also, no, it's not a great long-term plan because you can only run on missional adrenaline, I guess, for, for so long before the emotional and, and physical well-being takes a hit. Uh, so so we've actually been chatting, Rach and I, the last uh, couple of weeks, actually, about how I can do a better job in 2021 of deliberately switching off from Aura from Church. So, so that is a big difference for me.
1: Yeah, it's good. It, it does, as you've just described, what I think most people who are planning, the families who are planning those couples and the teams as well, experience in those first couple of years, it takes a huge amount of um, energy launch uh, to get that launch, launch energy and trajectory mm-hmm. around. Um, but there does need to come that point where you say, as you've said, it's just not sustainable to keep going at that level. How do you move towards mm. like you've got to put in the hard yards at the beginning, but how do you move towards a more sustainable um, uh, model in the longer term for the good of you know your church as well as your family? Yeah, um yeah. now looking back on on both those things you've mentioned there, but you know the church plant as a whole as well, um what do you what do you wish you'd known? what do you or are the things you think? If I had it again, and the next church you plant um, a couple of years time, uh, what would you do differently? Couple yeah, a Couple of years time? Yeah, couple of years <laughs> time. Yeah, come on, there's lots to do. <laughs> lots to do.
0: Um, well, I reckon hindsight's a good thing. We've grown more quickly than I was expecting, and so I think I think I'm playing catch up a little bit now with training, raising ministry team leaders. So for the first year, it was very much an all-hands-on-deck kind of approach to to get things flying, Uh, find somewhere where you can serve, where you're good at serving, and please, please serve there. Uh, We had ministry teams, we had ministry team leaders, but I think my fingers were kind of stuck in every bit of the pie. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I haven't got enough fingers to go around. We're growing. And I'm starting to realise that unless we really start getting that leading through leaders model happening well, I'm going to become that blockage that slows things down because more things are coming across my desk than I can actually process. Uh, and so I've always known that, and always intended, yeah, we'll get there one day, but one day kind of arrived much, much more quickly than I was expecting. And so in retrospect, uh, I would have trained up, raised up leaders better and more quickly than, than I have.
1: it's a tricky thing, isn't it, when you're planting, though, because there is often no history or well, very little history with the people who are part of that launch team. Mm. And so there is—you you are trying to identify um, where people are at. You don't want to burden them too much too early, uh, but you—you you know, as you said, you've got to raise up leaders. Um, mm. So what what do you think then held you back from um, from Was it the busyness of all the things to do, or was it the that you didn't know people, or something in between? That raising up and deploying leaders,
0: probably a mixture of all those things. I think, I think the big thing is I thought I'll get round to that soon, <laughs> and it just didn't happen. As stuff's stuff's going on, it's busy all the time. I'm never sitting at my desk. What am I going to do today? Um, just like you're not. Uh, and so it was just a matter of, I guess, urgent things crowding out the important and something yeah if I did it again I'd just make that a real focal point from from day
1: one yeah that's good and um often it does feel like a just in time like most ministry feels but planning feels like oh, I'm do- I'm doing things just in time um I'm one <laughs> yeah. step ahead of everyone else and so the, the challenge is how do I order it so that you know I don't become that blockage I'm not three steps behind people mm-hmm. uh, in that as well um yeah, so one of the things that we, we talk about now, the, the kind of foundations boot camp we've been seeing is exactly what you've described for planners as well, trying to work out how you do that from the beginning. You don't want to do it too formal from the beginning. It feels weird, but how you do start to raise up up those leaders. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. Um, now, let me let me push back into the origins of you planning. You planted out of Marichidor Prezi Church. Um, that was yep. the, the sending church that you had. Uh, Shout out to Jens up there, doing a brilliant job (laughs) in Maroochydore. What was it for you, though, that inspired you to, to first of all, go to Maroochydore and then to consider and plant in Aura?
0: Well, I've been in full-time ministry for 12-ish years now. And I guess what inspired me to go into ministry, full-time paid ministry, initially was just I love God, I love people, and I know that people need God. Uh, and, and so lots of ways, it was just that same conviction that led me to aura uh, a whole lot of people in a new town where there's no church, uh, no one there to tell them about Jesus, share the gospel uh, in the providence of God. I was really just in exactly the right place at the right time with the, the right support from Marucci. Uh, I was just there ready to put my hand up and say, yeah, here I have, please send me. Uh, and so it, there wasn't a massive shift in my philosophy of ministry or what I was feeling compelled to do. It was just that same conviction. I, I want people to grow in their love for Jesus, meet Jesus. And this was a great opportunity to do that. And I'm loving it.
1: It is. And it, Again, it's a great opportunity to plant Aura, where there, there was no church, new estate, no church, and mm-hmm. as you said, there's a, another church popping up there now. But there are more more than enough lost people to go around. We need lots more That's churches.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: So, Rick, let me can I ask you to give a shameless pitch? Because uh, there is there is need and opportunity <laughs> all throughout Australia. Uh, we need so many more planters and planting couples to put their hand up to go out to preach the gospel to raise up teams to reach the last give us your pitch what's happening in aura why is it the people who are listening should you know their imag- imaginations should be ignited to come up and join you and plant in aura and the sunshine coast
0: wow that is a shameless pitch um well <laughs> like everywhere there is so much work to be done here uh things are Growing like crazy. Actually, on the back end of COVID, people are leaving the cities, and so things up here actually sell on like hotcakes. And so growth is happening even a lot more quickly than people are expecting. Uh, And yeah, quite frankly, there's not enough faithful Bible teaching, Jesus-loving churches here on the coast to go around. Uh, And so there's a heap of work to do here. And yeah, you want to move to the greatest place in the country? Yeah. It's here, Sunny Coast, and there's work to be done. That's that's Uh, shameless enough for
1: you. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely shameless. There is, uh, look, as you said, there are places all over Australia. But if you have a vision for the Sunshine Coast and the people there, there are huge opportunities, as well as lots of other places. But you could join Rick uh, and absolutely head up there as well. Excellent. All right, Rick, uh, give us the one thing about church planning one year on that uh, you want to tell people.
0: Well, I reckon when planning a church, be prepared for lots of really hard work. But if God chooses to bless that work, it's incredibly rewarding.
1: Mate, thanks so much for spending time talking to us about what the first year uh, on has been like for you. And uh, we're so thankful to hear that God has been working up at Aura. Um, and so thankful, here uh, of the growth that he's bringing about there. And our prayer is that. Hundreds more people would come to Nigeria up there, and hundreds more churches mm. up and down that coast would be planted as well. Thanks mm. very much. Thank you very much. See you, mate.